Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. This teaching we have been dealing with about your gift is about to make room for you. This is a powerful revelation, a rhema word. If you can receive this in your spirit, it's going to cause you to go to heights that you have never dreamed about. Proverbs 18 and 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men, your gift. Now, we spoke about, on our last uh, few lessons, we spoke about uh, Solomon, how Solomon had blessed God. He brought a massive gift, a sacrifice unto the Lord. A thousand animals he placed on an altar and he dedicated them to God because of his love and because of his desire to have the wisdom and discernment to be able to lead God's people. And because he did this, this gift, it made room for him. And it didn't bring him before great men. It brought him before God. It got the attention of the Lord. And God blessed him and God favored him. And because of this gift, it calls men to start coming to him, to bless him from all around the world. They would come to Solomon to hear his wisdom and just to be a blessing to him. And I'm talking about a blessing. Now, there's a lady by the name of the Queen of Sheba we spoke about on last uh, broadcast and how the Queen of Sheba she had uh, from one of the reports that I read 700 plus camels loaded down with all different types of precious stones and uh, of spices and all of these different things she brought to the king and uh, she had a caravan. It took her at least three years to get to the king. Now, the, 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 the distance that she traveled um, it would normally take seven years, but she said that she could make it in three years. And this was a long journey and uh, she was going to be blessed when she left. But she was coming to be a blessing to the man of God. Uh, well, one of the things that I think that really opens you up to the next level of your promotion, the next level of your stratosphere in God is the type of honor that you show someone else because what you sow into their lives it may seem like it's gone from your hands but it has a way of being reciprocal coming back to you on waves and waves and waves and waves of blessing i'm just hearing in my spirit that this is the hour that the overflow that the waves of blessing are going to start pouring in from the north the south the east and the west I'm telling you, some of you, you're going to look in your mailbox and you're going to have unexpected blessings that people are going to go out of your, their ways to bless you. But I believe that you, listener, you have to activate that gift on your life. And I said that this is a double meaning. I believe that Proverbs 18 and 16 says, number one is speaking about the gift or the present or the seed that you sow into others' life, particularly into the ministry say, Who are you blessing on this hour? Because it has the ability to raise you up before great men. But also, I believe there's a double meaning behind this verse of scripture. I believe also that talent, that gift you have is able 
to excel you into the presence of greatness. And uh, if I was you, I would find out now, I would spend some time with myself and find out what can I really do? Some of you have the ministry of help. Some of you are great orators. Some of you can sing and dance. Some of you are great in business. Uh, Some of you are great at everything you put your hands to. It is just a gift. Uh, I remember when I was in uh, school, uh, high school and elementary school and so forth, middle school, uh, we used to have kids in class. They didn't even have to study. Uh, They had no problem with calculus and trigonometry and and all of these hard subjects to most people. It came easy to them because it was their gift. Learn your gift. Cultivate it. Because people are going to pay you for what you know. People pay you for the knowledge you have in your head. They pay you for the experience you have. That's why the CEOs, they command so great uh, a bonus and salaries. I mean, some of them get $20 million a year in bonuses. (laughs) I mean, just unheard of. Why? It's because their gift is making room for them. There are people that are gifted in business. They know every aspect it is about business. And that's why they do so well. So whatever your gift is, cultivate it to the point where it can make room for you and bring you before great men or bring great men to you. I believe that we can get to a place in God that all men will seek after us because of God. Now we're speaking about King Solomon and uh, we're looking at the first Kings, the 10th chapter. And we spoke about how the Queen of Sheba came and uh, how she came with much, sil- much, much gold and precious stones. And um, she asked all of these hard questions to Solomon. He answered everything that was in her heart. And uh, I mean, she was just amazed. And she looked at uh, the food that he had on his table Um, She listened to the wisdom that he spoke about, the house that he built. Uh, He saw the seating of his servants, uh, the service of his waiters and the apparels and the cupbearers, the entryway which led up to the house of the Lord. She saw all of this and she said, man, I have hadn't been told about you. Isn't that something awesome when someone has been speaking so greatly about you and when that person comes to meet you? what they say what said was not the half of what they experienced in your presence i think that god is 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 getting you ready for great mantles to be placed on your shoulders a mantle that fits you <laughs> david uh, was going out to fight goliath and uh, they tried to put uh, a mountain that was too big for him. How he didn't want that. It wasn't tested. He wasn't used to it. I believe that God has a mantle for your life that fits you. It's tailor-made for you. And uh, I don't know why I'm hearing this, but this is for someone. There is someone looking for the gift that you have. Every one of us has an ability to reach a certain amount of people. 
Not everyone is going to hear your voice. Not everyone is going to receive what you say. Even some of the ones that are closest to you, they may not receive, they may not believe, they may not want to hear. But there is someone that God has chosen to hear what you have to say. They have been sent to you. They may not have found you yet, but I pray that this is your hour. This is your season of elevation so that every person that needs to hear your voice, they will be heard by you. They will be found that your destiny helpers and those that will open doors for you, that they will come forth in this hour with grace and speed, that you will lack or suffer nothing in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of chaotic um, terror and crime and mayhem that's going on, that God would still elevate you in this hour. That is something for someone. So your gift is about to make room for you. It, it is. I feel it. It is. Uh, someone has told you that you would never amount to anything. Someone has spoken to you that you don't have enough ed education, that you have not gone to the Ivy League schools, that you don't have an associate, you don't have a bachelor, you don't have a master's, you don't even have a certificate in anything. But that means nothing to God because he can raise you up from where you are and he can give you the knowledge that you need that surpasses any school of higher education. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to school. I think everyone needs to be educated. But I'm saying your trust needs to be in God in this hour. God is going to accelerate some things over many people's lives that would normally take 10, 15 years He's going to do it in a year's time. So you need to prepare. You need to have your ear close to the mouth of God to listen to what he's saying. Because God loves those that will listen and obey what he is saying in this hour. If he says to go, you go. If he says to sow, you sow. If he says to stay, you stay. That's how you walk in the favor of God. And, and it's time for that because that gift that you have, it is precious woman of God. It is precious man of God. It is precious child of God. Don't let anyone fool you or try to talk down to you in a condescending way to make you think that there's nothing about your life. There's everything about your life. We are all knit, knitted, knitly, and fit, fitly joined together. We are fitted together. We need one another. And that person that is searching for the answer, the answer is in you. It's in your life. And one of the things I think that you need to pray is, Lord, lead me to the people who need me the most. Because the circle that you're around, they may not can see your value. They may not respect your calling. They may treat you as common. 
one of the worst things you can do is hang around people that cannot see the greatness on your life, that treat you as just someone they've known for all of their lives. That's a detriment to you and that's a detriment to them. You have to be around people that can elevate you in this hour, that can hold your hands up when your hands are so heavy they continually fall down. That's who you need by your side. That prayer warrior, that, that, that sister, that girlfriend, that boyfriend, um, your partner, whoever, whoever it is, that will always be by your side, that, that will stay with you. You know, Jesus had 12 disciples, 12. Only one of them stayed with him, and that was John, the beloved disciple, the one that was leaning on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper. He was the only one there when Jesus was being crucified. The rest of them, they left him. Not everyone in your circle will be with you to the end. I'm of this mindset. If you can walk with me while I have nothing, then you are worthy to walk with me when I gain everything. If I'm nothing to you now, while I'm kneeling at the water brook panting for more of God. If you cannot see the thirst in that person's heart for God, you are not worthy to walk with them. Huh. Sorry, got sidetracked, but I had to go down another street. That's what the Lord was saying. So we're dealing with 1 Kings, the 10th chapter. And I was speaking about the Queen of Sheba. This woman that heard so much about Solomon. That she came for miles and miles and miles to listen to his wisdom. She saw all of these different things that she had heard about. And she blessed God. She said, in the eighth verse of First Kings, um, I think it's the third, the tenth chapter. I'm sorry, First Kings, the tenth chapter, the eighth verse. She says, "Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants, who stand continually before you, and hear your wisdom." The men that were around Solomon, they were happy to be in his presence because the wisdom, the knowledge, the splendor, and the majesty that was on his life, it was so great that it filled the room with glory and they were happy to be in his presence. It's good to be around people that when you call them on the phone, they're happy to hear your voice. When you see them, they're happy to see you. They're smiling. <laughs> Not like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> what you want? 
know, but they're happy. It's something about you that they're happy about. You know, you have some friends that they, anytime they hear you, they're just excited. And then you have some that's like, uh, yeah, what's, on, what's going on? Uh, yeah, all down and sad and depressed sounding. You know, you have a, a, a two-way or whatever, and you're on the phone with them, and they say, hold on, someone's calling me. And they keep you on the line for 10 minutes without coming back. That's letting you know that you're not really that important. Or when you call in them, they look at your phone number and they say, oh, I call her back. I call him back. No, that's not really. They don't really see you for who you are. Because if they knew who you were, they would be so glad. They would stick by you so close. They would stick like Elisha stuck by Elijah the prophet. He knew that he was getting ready to be taken away into heaven. And he said, I'm not going to leave your side until I get a blessing. Praise the name of the Lord. So this woman of God, she said, um, well, I don't know if she was a woman of God or not. But this woman, uh, I don't think she was a woman of God. She worshiped sun God. So let me retract that. But anyway, uh, when she saw uh, Solomon's servants, and how they were standing continually in his presence. And they were so happy. And uh, in the ninth verse, she said, Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Now listen to what she's saying. She is saying, God made you King Solomon to walk in justice and righteousness, to do justice and righteousness. Now, isn't that something? That when a person is on the throne, whether they are prime minister, uh, a president, or whatever the heads of states in your country are called, king or whoever that they ex execute justice and righteousness when there's a ruling king that's operating in righteousness the whole nation is exalted praise God so she has this wisdom for him and she's given him all of this she said blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you she knew from what she saw she knew that God had delighted in Solomon because she could look at what he had and she could see it. It wasn't hard to see because you just don't get that by doing nothing. By not gaining the favor of God. It costs him something to get that. Number one, it costs a sacrifice. What are you willing to do for God? Because whatever you're willing to do for God, God is willing to do something far greater than what you're willing to do for him. He has a blessing that is far greater than what you give. Guys, we're almost out of time. Um, kind of got sidetracked just a little bit, but I hope it was an inspiration to you. We're coming back real soon. 
This is Voice Solar Nations broadcast, Carrie B. Vod Radio. I'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Hey guys, welcome once again to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. And I'm your host, Kerry B. That's right, Kerry B. And I've come to prophesy over your life on this day that God is about to make room for you and enlarge your territory. He has not forgotten about you, child of God. Your gift is about to make room for you and bring you before great men. Now, this has been our foundational scripture proverbs 18 and 16 it says a man's gift shall make room for him and bring him before great men that gift that you have on your life and some of you are anointed and no one even knows your anointing is really not for you but your anointing is for ministry's sake it is to remove the burdens destroy the yokes and break the chains shackles are on people's lives right now and they're waiting for you to come and set them free. There's a cry calling in the atmosphere that someone is in need of the gift that is on your life. Don't get discouraged when no one takes notice of you because your greatest hour is at hand. That defining moment why God has created you to solve a problem that's in the world that someone has. That's what that gift is for. It is for a ministry gift to minister to someone else. And I'm not necessarily speaking about the fivefold ministry. You can minister to people and not even be a minister. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you can minister them to love, just an example of love in your life that ministers to people. So it's not always about being in the pulpit, but it's also be about being in the marketplace and in the workforce and being in the other spheres of influence um, where God can use you the most. So your gift is going to make room for you. Just get ready. And, um, uh, just believe that this is your season of elevation. First uh, Kings, the 10th chapter, we have been speaking about the Queen of Sheba, how she came to King Solomon. And uh, Solomon's sacrifice was so large that it got the attention of God and God gave him a blank check. He said, ask anything you will and it shall be done. Solomon asked for wisdom and discernment to be able to... Uh, lead his people and uh, God favored his life he gave him much more than he ever asked for anytime you're giving something to God the harvest or the reward is always going to be greater than what you give because you cannot be God given the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell in it this world does not belong to Satan. Now, even though he's called the God of this age or the God of this world system, it's not his. He doesn't own anything. But he's certainly going someplace to a lake that burns with fire and brimstone. <laughs> he does own something, one thing, 
a one-way ticket to hell. He's, <laughs> I tell you what, boy, now, he ain't even going to hell. He's going to the lake of fire because the Bible says that death and hell shall be cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Hell is not good enough for him. The lake of fire is his final resting place. So we thank God for that. And we're going to get a chance to see that and look at this little scrawny, scrawny little devil that has tormented the nations. Is that the man that calls the nations of the earth to tremble? Glory to God. So we just thank God uh, for his word. We thank God for the encouragement of the word. And uh, I thank God for this man named Solomon because he's such a blessing to me. How he had it going on. He had it going on to the point where the queen of Sheba, and she was a wealthy woman in her own right. She brought at least 700 plus camels. Um, took three years to get to King Solomon in Jerusalem. And uh, when she came, she was loaded down with blessings. Um, she had sacks and sacks of gemstones and uh, gold and all of these precious, uh, expensive things that she brought um, to this king to be a blessing, to honor him. And uh, uh, when she did that, um, towards the end, she's going to get blessed herself because she's going to leave with a son. That's what I heard. That's what talk going around town saying that when she got there, um, Solomon was trying to make the eye on her and she left pregnant. So um, she did get something from out of the equation. Uh, praise God. <laughs> but that's talk going around town. But that talk is true also. So African-Americans, you have some Jewish blood in you. Don't let anyone fool you. Praise God. So let's look back at this lesson and uh, let's see what she said. Uh, when we left off the last time and she was talking about uh, how the servants um, they were so glad to be in the presence of um, Solomon to listen to all this wisdom and on the ninth verse she just blessed uh, be the Lord your God and uh, she's just telling Solomon how God delighted in him and set him on the throne and um made him to be a king that would do justice and righteousness, walk in righteousness. And in the 10th verse, then she gave the king 120 talents of gold. Now, she wasn't only just there to listen to his wisdom. She was there to be a blessing. And let me, let me speak this to someone that's tuning in. The greatest blessing many a times you can receive is actually being a blessing yourself. Because when you have a heart to bless, God has a heart to give to you. When you have a heart to bless, it elevates you in the presence of those who you are before. Blessings are powerful. They can open up great doors for you. When you take from out of the resources of your heart, when you listen to God and God says to give and you bless, that's a part of that making room for you, that gift. So she gave Solomon 120 talents of gold spices in great quantity 
and precious stones. Now listen, there never again came such spices in abundance as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. When she came from her region uh, in Africa, look here, she came bringing the best that they had. He had never received those types of spices before. Spices spice up your life. I mean, she had camels loaded with gold and gemstones and spices. She gave 120 talents of gold. And I think one talent, if I'm not mistaken, weighed at least 75 pounds or somewhere. And she gave 120 talents. So that was a lot of gold that she gave. She came loaded. If she was able to sow that, just think of how much she had left. Great, my gosh. I said before, according to Jewish tradition, the land of Sheba was so rich and so wealthy that the dust of the country was considered more valuable than gold. We're speaking about Ethiopia back in the day. The dust was more valuable than the gold. Rich continent, rich country, rich people, blessed anointed people. That is where she came for, to be a blessing. Who's going to be a blessing in this hour to you? Someone is looking to bless you right now, I believe. You know, God can elevate someone and speak to their heart and tell them that um, such and such, all their bills need to be paid. I once remember a minister down in Orlando, Florida. Um, he had started out in a storefront church. And he was preaching and doing great things for God. And uh, one night, if I can remember correctly, God had given this businessman a dream about him. And the man didn't even know him. But I like two or three nights consecutively, he gave him a dream that I want you to find out who this person is. And I want you to pay his bills off. So finally, the man obeyed God looked up his number, found out where he was, and he said, God wants me to pay all your bills. And that man came there, and I believe it was a Sunday, and just basically wrote a check and paid off everything he had. All his ministry bills, all his personal bills were paid just like that because God spoke to someone to do that. God is not a respective persons. If he's done it for others, he can do the same thing for you. But your faith has to be to the level where I can believe God for the impossible. You may not have a sound system in your church. You believe in God. Don't believe God for Lord Radio Shack brand uh, sound system. Believe God for the bowls. Believe God's for the, for the PVs, the JBLs. But believe God for big things. 
because when you believe in small, you limit his ability. Now, this is the same God that says, the cattle upon a thousand hills belong to me. The earth is mine and they that dwell in it. Everything in the earth belongs to him. I don't think your requests will be too hard for him to do. You have to think big in this hour. Because if we're going to reach the nations, it's going to take resources to do it. And it's going to take dreamers that have big dreams, big aspirations, that want to do a big thing for a big God. Do you know the worlds cannot contain God? Everything exists from within him, not outside of him. Whew. That's powerful to even think about. So we see here she brings all of this gold and she gives it to Solomon. A hundred and twenty talents of gold. And uh, she gave spices like it had never been given before. Also the ships of Haram which brought gold from Ophrah, bought great quantities of agamum wood and precious stones from Ophrah. And the king made steps of agamum wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and string instruments for singers. There never again came such agamum wood, nor has there been like that since this day. Now King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired. Anything she desired, he gave her. Whatever she asked, besides what, uh, what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity, so she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. As I said before, um, the story goes that King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba had a relationship together, that he was running hard behind her, and she was playing hard to get, and they ended up having a relationship, and she left pregnant, she had a son, and um, I mean, the rest is history. And a lot of people say that's not true. Oh, yes, but I have a feeling that it is true. Praise God. So she was a blessing to his kingdom. But also he blessed her. Because it says in that 13th verse that the king gave her all she desired. Whatever she asked. Can you imagine being in front of someone and they say, ask me whatever you will, I'll give it for you. I'll do it for you. Well, I want that $50 million Learjet right there. It's no problem. I have five of them. I want that $20 million yacht. It's no problem. I have six of them. You do have people like that in the world. You do have individuals that money means nothing to them. 
because they have so much. Solomon was one of those kind of guys. We had so much wealth. He had enough to spare. And it says Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. Now, if she blessed him with all of this, I wonder how much he blessed her with. Because it says, according to the royal generosity, he also gave unto her. So she had to, she, I believe she left from there loaded also. She came loaded. But I believe that she left loaded too. And she went back home. She went back. She came blessed and she left blessed. Praise God. Now look at the 14th verse of 1 Kings, the 10th chapter. It says the weight of gold that came to Solomon every year was 666 talents of gold. This man was, he was, he was getting gold from everywhere. A massive amount of gold was coming to him every year. This would have been millions and millions and millions of dollars in today's uh, terms. I mean, the gold just was coming in. The wood was coming in. The gemstones were coming in. The blessings were coming from everywhere. The reason why is because his gift made room for him. Just think if Solomon had not made that sacrifice. Or if he made a sacrifice, well, I'm going to make give God sacrifice 10 uh, lambs. He's extremely wealthy. Do uh, you think that God would have given him a dream that night? No. Because a person that doesn't have a hundred dollars to sow and they sow the five dollars they have and that's all they have to give is five dollars is greater than a millionaire that was sold a hundred thousand dollars because that's nothing to them that five dollars that that person have that has a desire to sell one hundred dollars he's given his all it is greater in the eyesight of god than a millionaire that has millions and millions of dollars and they just sold hundred thousand dollars i'm just it's nothing because it's not costing them anything. Your gift has to cost you something before it brings you before great men. I hope that sinks in. I hope you get a revelation of that. That the more it hurts, the greater the elevation is going to be on your life. Now, I really believe that. The more you take time to hurt cultivating your gift, I'm talking about your physical gift now, the more it's going to elevate you before others. How much time of day do you spend working on you? How much time of day do you spend watching TV and looking at other people work the system? 
Those are questions you have to answer. Because if this gift is going to work for you, you're going to have to work it, my brother, my sister, and we're out of time. This is Kerry B., Voice Over Nations broadcast. This is Vaughn Radio. I ask that you tune into Vaughn Radio. We have some new presenters. These guys are doing a really great job. And I hope these teachings have been a blessing to you. Share them. Tell them about other. Tell other folks about it uh, so they can be blessed also. Uh, just get ready for another broadcast in the next day or so. I'll talk to you real soon.